2020, episode 85. Have 2020 Vision with Eye on 2020, the podcast that brings you all the news and events in the lead up to the next presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date as we approach November 2020 with a libertarian perspective of all the candidates and their policies along with the news. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's clear our vision. What's up, everybody? It's Ray Eaton, your host of ION 2020, the place that you come to every day, Monday through Friday, for the news, the related events, and everything that's going on with regards to this 2020 election and that lead up to the November 2020 elections. Lots of things have been going on lately, and, uh, you know, with Joe Biden entering the race and stuff, you do have a lot of the press that is just focusing on that. And that's what I've been looking up a lot lately was, um, you know, I've been finding mostly news articles on the Joe Biden campaign and his uh, jumping into the, the the election. I did a show on that already, though, on Monday. So I'm trying to avoid some of that stuff as well, uh, just because I, I want to bring you guys better content than just what's going on, uh, you know, in the in the immediate media attention that they have and so forth. So I have a few things I want to talk to you guys about today, uh, specifically about, you know, these candidates and uh, all the promises that they're making and stuff like that. But the first thing we can do, if you can, go ahead and subscribe to the show. If you like what you hear, uh, subscribe to the show just because that'll help you to see the the show come into your podcatcher tomorrow. And then you could also, if you like what you hear, give me that five-star rating and review. Talk about that every day because I want to make sure that uh, you know, we're growing the base of listeners. I, I see it every single day, though. A few more of you guys are uh, coming on board. So if you uh, really want to see the show do well, though, go ahead and share it with your friends as well. Tell your friends about it, you know. Tell them to type in ION2020 on whatever podcatcher they're listening, or whatever the podcatcher they might listen through, and uh, they'll be able to find me because I'm on all of them, just about everyone anyway. Uh, and, you know, trying to get, get shown on more stuff. I'm thinking about the idea of possibly uploading onto YouTube as well. I, I heard, I think it was Mark Claire might have said it on his show, which is Lions of Liberty. I think he had mentioned that people listen through YouTube because they can't listen to podcasts while they're at work, so they'll just put it into their YouTube account on their computer and listen that way. Uh, so maybe I'll start doing that. I'm not sure. It'll give you more of a listen base as well. And that's what I'm looking for, you know, just to make sure that we are all well informed of what's going on with these elections that are coming up. Let us know what's going on uh, from a libertarian perspective about the candidates and their positions and things like that, just so that you're well aware so you can have good arguments with your friends during Thanksgiving and Christmas. Go visit your family and you can have those political conversations that you all love to have. Just kidding. I'm sure most of y'all don't talk about that stuff. Um, I know I kind of avoid politics with my family, except for when I'm talking with my sister, I'll talk with her about politics quite a bit, just because she's interested in that stuff, but what do we shy away from religion and politics conversations, uh, just because, you know, those are always things that are very divisive as well, but, you know, that's, go ahead, if you can, though, subscribe to the show, give me that five-star rating review, and if you want to follow some good information, you could go to ionthempire.com, that's my website. And I've been posting not only a show there every single day, but I find news articles, things like that. 
I search local, not local, but um, I, I've, I've searched domestic news agencies as well as foreign news agencies, just trying to find the news that maybe you can relate to with regards to things that our empire is doing, things that are going on in the United States uh, with domestic surveillance and things like that, things that, the, that Washington is doing to you is what I'm looking for, as well as things that Washington is doing to other people across the world and how other countries perceive us as a nation, right? I want to, you know, dive into those things as well because perception is key. And if if you're in a country like Iran where all of the news media has a negative perception of America and just because, you know, America is mingling a, a lot in the Middle East, right? So it's easy to blame America for all of those problems as a as a dictator or as a news agency in that country. It's very easy to blame America for the problems. And, you know, some would say America is the cause of a lot of those problems. Even in America, you'll hear that. So it's very easy for those countries to say it. So when I, when I post things from an Iranian news agency, it's because I'm just trying to show their perception of the, of the situations that go on, say in Syria or across the world, or with the, you know, the things that, the, the things that we're doing to that country with regards to trade relations and so forth, right? Um, that's what I'm trying to, that's what I'm trying to get across as well as I've tried to get into some Venezuela newspapers, but I think they're blocked or something. I'm not sure. And I've tried to get into other news agencies. Uh, you can't get into North Korea, but I mean, that, those are dictatorships, right? So those news agencies are going to be very well controlled by the political powers that, that are, you know, in place. But you still want to see what they're saying to their people just so that you can know what the propaganda is that they are using against the United States and the rest of the world. But then you try to get into some unbiased sources as well. And I've been trying to find as many of those as I can uh, to post as well. And that's, that's all found on IonTheEmpire.com, though. I'm searching constantly, trying to find good, good news articles for you guys to read that are going to give you great information as well. Uh, and then also, all of those things that I post on the website will be put onto the Facebook page, which is I on the Empire, as well as onto the Twitter, which is at I on the Empire. Um, and you can follow me there as well. So go ahead and do that if you'd like, and you'll have all that good information. Um, but anyway, today what I really wanted to talk about is all the promises that these candidates are making, right? And just get into some of the ideas that if, if they're making all these promises, are they really things that are going to be kept when they get in the office. I, I would presume that most of you guys are aware that most of the promises that these candidates make never come to fruition anyway. They will promise and promise and promise, but they nine times out of ten they can maybe deliver one or two of those promises, but they're not going to deliver all of those promises. So you could feel good about that if you're a libertarian, that somehow the system is in place that makes it so it's very hard to get a lot of legislation passed. Now, during the 1930s, during the New Deal era, you did have a Congress and a Senate that must have been run with by Democrats as well. And um, Roosevelt was able to get so much stuff passed because of that. He was able to get the New Deal passed. And there was a little bit I think in the late 30s, there was a little bit of uh, slowing 
of the New Deal policies and so forth. I think through the twenty late 20s, early 30s, it was very easy to get a lot of these things passed because they were able to use the, you know, you never, you always want to take advantage of a bad situation, right? And I think that these politicians knew that at the time, so they used that to really overhaul the government and the government's relation in your life. Uh, they were able to do that during the 1930s. But in the late 30s, I think that there was a lot of... Uh, pushback against Roosevelt's policies. And the reason why I say that is because I know for some of this stuff, it ended up going to the Supreme Court. Uh, and the Supreme Court was going to overrule a lot of the, some of these policies that he was trying to push. And then he had threatened to stack the court, fill the court with a bunch of judges that would go along with his policies so that, you know, these things would get passed through. But today... We are in a we are in a political position, right? Where it's hard to get drastic or dramatic, you know, overhauling legislation through things that are you know going to affect your life. It's hard to get a lot of that type of legislation through. They're going to build upon existing policies. They're going to add a little bit more money to existing bureaucracies, things like that. But it's very hard to get those things through. Now, the most sweeping thing that got through recently was Obamacare. <clears throat> and that happened, what, 2009, where Barack Obama was able to push through Obamacare through the House and through the Senate because you had a House that was, con was or the Congress was, excuse me, the House of Representatives was run by the Democrats as well as the Senate was run by the Democrats. The Senate usually needs to have 60% or 60 votes. 60% 60 of the senators need to vote for something in order for it to get through. But sometimes there's ways for them to get around that with only 50% of Congress or of the Senate voting for that thing. So as long as the Republicans control one thing and the Democrats control one, you know, the House or the Senate, as long as there's a divided government, then you're going to have a hard time getting something through. So it's when these politicians get together and start colluding together that you'd be able to get more power given to the federal government. And that happens usually when there is not a division within the executive and the congressional, or, you know, in the legislative branch, right? So you have the legislative branch, the House and the Senate. If they're divided, if the House is Democrat and the Senate's Republican, and then you have a Republican um, president like you have now, then it's going to be hard to get things through because if the Congress or if the uh, House of Representatives signs something and they pass it over to the Senate, the Senate doesn't even bring it up for a vote and vice versa. Um, and it would be the same way with the Democrats if they controlled the Senate, but the Republic Republicans controlled the House. So that is a good thing. That, that is a saving grace, I guess, in this republic that we live in, that things, it's very hard to get sweeping change through. So when these politics, what I wanted to talk to you guys about today was when these politicians do do this, right, where they start pushing for legislation and they start talking about this legislation, like giving out free, you know, Medicare for all, when they talk about having an op option for anyone to have Medicare, when they start talking about $15 minimum wages, when they start talking about all these policy, the, the free college tuition, um, passing you know, different laws with regards to, you know, children having free, all the, all the free things that they're talking about, right? All these things that they're talking about, those are things that have to be passed through Congress. 
They have to go to the House. They have to go to the Senate. They have to be passed by the President. So the positive thing for you to know is that all these things, we, we freak out. I mean, I get so nervous that when you're looking at the national debt, when you're looking at this stuff, you just realize that our kids are going to have such a terrible life if all these things get passed through because this country is going to be broke and bankrupt and the and the and the and the con or the government is just going to keep keep taking more and more power away from the people and they're going to be infringing upon your liberties and you get so worried that if one of these democrats gets into the office that those things are going to you know those things are going to happen but the reality is is most likely it won't because most likely there'll be a divided congress in some way which would be a very very good thing um and the same thing with republicans you worry about that because if you get somebody that's just the status quo republican in office they're going to be using foreign intervention they're going to let the cia go rampant with regime changes around the world they're going to ramp up a lot of those things that they you know that that they go for on the foreign policy agenda as well as increasing military spending and also you know changing social issues like you know changing social issues like allowing gays in the military and things like that there's just a lot of social things that the that the republicans are going to try to do that they could not get through congress if it's a if it's run by the democrats so um the most important thing to know is that when there's a division among the executive branch and the legislative branch, nothing gets done. And that's probably the best thing for this country when nothing gets done. Um, so that's really what I wanted to talk about in that particular segment, just because it's so important to realize that when you're these, these people that are running on this, these sweeping changes, right? You have Bernie Sanders that's just this democratic socialist that wants to bring socialism to America and take over businesses and, you know, de democratize businesses and things like that. And it's just, it'd be so, I mean, it'd be so different if you lived in the vision of the world that a Bernie Sanders has, right? And if you don't think about it, you think, oh, wow, that would be great. We're going to have free health care and we're going to have de democratic elections within my own business and the business will be owned by, you know, my family, or not my family, sorry, the business will be owned by my friends and my coworkers and stuff. And it just blows my mind that um, the world that he envisions, it sounds good to the person that doesn't think too deeply about it. But the reality is, is that, you know, it would bankrupt the country, it would cause a way less production within this country, and we would be poorer for it. And I could get way more into detail if I need to. Um, but anyway, I appreciate you guys listening today. I really do. I'm going to cut this show very short. And the reason why I have to cut it short is because I just, I, I'm right in the middle of doing some other stuff for my personal stuff. And I need to uh, focus in onto that. But I wanted to bring this particular stuff to you today and these, these ideas to you today just to realize that, you know, things are not as bad as they sound when, when, the, when you listen to these people that are promising these things it does not mean you have to go out and vote for donald trump because you hear because you're getting freaked out that one of these people is going to get elected into office right it does not mean that as long as you have a division within the executive and the legislative legislative branch and also you have that third check on power which is the judiciary right you have the supreme court and that can also um be a check on the legislative 
and the executive branches. So you don't have to worry too much about it because of that. But anyway, go ahead if you can. Subscribe to the show, and then if you would like to, uh, give me that five-star rating review. But come on back tomorrow so you can have clear vision for 2020.